You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It becomes a sort of local tradition uh, here in Detroit that WDIV anchor Devin Skillian reports from the sites of both Summer and Winter Olympics ahead of the Games. Before the Games even start, Devin goes and spends some time in the city that is host. He paints a picture for Detroiters of the culture and the conditions that athletes will encounter and gives us this very close-up look at how people live in these other cities. Joining me now is Devin Skillian to talk about his trip to Rio. Devin, welcome to Detroit Today. Good to be back. And you got your Rio hat on. Got my hat. Yep, exactly right. (laughs) That's right. Um, (laughs) One of the few souvenirs I brought. I didn't bring any of the, you know, the trouble, like Zika. (laughs) That's right. You're not bringing that into my studio? (laughs) No. no, Thank you for that, Devin. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about what I was talking about in the promo uh, before this segment, uh, you know, there there is this really stark contrast, I think, between the Rio we are seeing in Olympic coverage, which is a really gorgeous, beautiful city, put on what I thought was a riveting opening ceremony yeah. uh, that, that really tried to show the world what uh, that country uh, and that city are about. Of course, that ceremony cost, I, I mean, I have no idea, probably, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in my guess. And that sort of reminds us of the deep poverty that a lot of folks in Rio and Brazil live with uh, and the the fact that we're not really seeing a whole lot of that in the coverage of the Olympics. Yeah, it's a really complicated thing. <clears throat> and I hate to say that because almost every place I've been is more complicated than you give it. We give sure. it credit for. Every sure. place is complicated. Yeah. Um, but those, those opening ceremonies were actually done far more cheaply than we've seen spent in Sochi right? and Beijing and London um, because they were so um, uh, cognizant that you know you're surrounded by a country that not only has a lot of deep poverty but is uh, in free fo- economic freefall right yes. now when yeah. the games were awarded about 8 years ago uh, brazil was really on the rise we talked about brick brazil russia india china these emerging economies that were about to really disrupt you know the first world economies of uh-huh. the world but since then, you know, the price of oil has gone in the toilet and Brazil is r- riven with corruption and all kinds of scandals. Uh, and so there really is this horrendous gap between the haves and the have-nots as there are in, I, I wouldn't, I, I've decided I don't think there are any second world countries. There, a, <laughs> second world, a second world country <laughs> is a place where there's only first and third, <laughs> right. right? And that's kind of what Brazil is like. That's interesting. And, yeah. in, and the interesting thing in, in Rio is that they are so close together. The favelas, uh, the shanty towns sort of that are uh, very unregulated and are built into the hillsides are side by side with these beautiful neighborhoods of Copacabana and Ipanema. And that very tense coexistence, that fault line is is very fraught with trouble. And so talk about what the people of uh, Rio and Brazil think about this inequality and how they sort of yeah. grapple with it in the context of the entire world watching them. There were a couple of things that Brazilians that I talked to seem to be in very profound agreement on. Number one, that corruption is the biggest problem in the country. It's, it, 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 there's, a, there's a phrase in, uh, in, in Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, jeteño, which means basically the workaround. The, the, the way that you get the some, the, the, yeah, yeah. The way that you kind of have to work around a, a little bureaucratic problem to get through 
something. Trouble is, the high-level Jitenio, which is what happened with the Petrobras scandal, right. which is just a, an unimaginable, you know, a scale of 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 corruption and sh- chicanery. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it's incredible. I really couldn't think of, when I was doing the documentary on this. I really couldn't think of what it would be uh, an equivalent. Yeah, well, how would you? You'd, you'd have to have. You'd have to see like gen- a bunch of General Motors executives in bed with a bunch of government political leaders uh, all cooking the books and lots of things like prostitutes and yachts being used as, you know, as, <laughs> right. as graft. I, it's, yeah. it's really hard for us to grab where they are on it. But the other thing that, that, is, that was really weird to see the agreement on was, you know, obviously Brazil is a very violent country. Sure. Of the top 50 countries in the uh, uh, top 50 cities in the world of per capita murders, 22 of those cities are in Brazil. Wow. So wow. You, I did not know that. It's kind of, and actually Rio isn't one of them because they have such a high population that, you know, at least per capita, per capita it works out is not as bad. Yeah. But every person that I ask about in Brazil about why is your country so violent to a person, they blame the police. And if your police aren't being paid, right. as many of them are not being paid, sure. well, that's kind of rife for, that's a, that's a petri dish for corruption, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so they, they believe that all their police are on the take and that they are the real cause of the problems in the favelas where you've got both drug dealers and gangs and criminals and then you've got the police that have moved in in what's called in, in this very concentrated and they're a gang of their own right. and you got to hope that you're not walking between the two when things get nasty wow wow uh, this is detroit today on 1019 wdet i'm stephen henderson my guest is devin skillian anchor at wdiv here in detroit we're talking about the uh, summer olympic games in rio de janeiro uh devin visited rio before the games as he does uh, with all of the sites before uh, the summer and winter olympics uh, and went to see uh, just what life is like for people in, in Rio as the world starts to watch uh, this this amazing city and country during the Olympic Games. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 5, uh, 313-577-1019. Uh, talk about uh, Rio, talk about Brazil, talk about the Olympics. Uh, what we're seeing so far in the Games seems to be shaping up great. to be pretty beautiful. <laughs> yeah, as I was going to say, uh, Devin, I want to sort of change the subject to the Games themselves, mm-hmm. which of of course, uh, WDIV is broadcasting as part of the NBC network. Uh, they have been really, really riveting so far. And I'm not, I gotta say, I am not a Summer Olympics guy. Oh, I'm more of a Winter yeah. Olympics yeah, guy. Yeah. I like that a lot more. I feel like it's the, the tense, that that crazy tense uh, situation in the figure skating, especially, yes. right? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> so many of the sports in the Winter Olympics are, are really death defying. <laughs> right, right. The downhill. That's right. You uh, could you know, die. The, the luge. I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Although these these summer games have been fairly dangerous for, I mean, we've seen a lot of really nasty injuries. Injuries, sure. So far. Sure. And uh, the the platform diving, which I was uh, watching while I was eating dinner last night, that's, of course, dangerous if you hit your head on that of thing. Of course, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but that was, I mean, that's not a sport that I normally care anything about. I watched really intensely uh, it, last night. I tell people all the time that uh, I, I'm a huge Olympics fan because the Olympics never disappoint. If you're a storyteller, there is always there's this always buffet <laughs> of, you know, of, because there's going to be controversy. There's going to be triumph. 
There's going to be somebody who can't quite live up to the expectations placed on their shoulders. Uh-huh. I mean, you, the, the Olympics just always deliver so many of these really rich stories in a very concentrated two weeks. Yeah. Uh, talk about Rio as a city. How, you know, a lot of times when uh, a city hosts the Olympics, it does change mm-hmm. the city mm-hmm. pretty dramatically because of the buildings that you end up with. Uh, there's also all kinds of debt, uh, usually, that, that, that attends yeah. that. But, but how is Rio sort of dealing with this as an infrastructure issue? Uh, infrastructure is a big deal in that country right now. It's falling yeah. apart. Yeah. Uh, but this was a massive building campaign, as it always is. How does that look there? There's a lot of uh, debate over uh, re- whether the costs of the Olympics for any city have now gotten too high. Uh, I think that's going to be in the future one of the impediments to people even bidding. Well, uh, uh, in fact, a, stu- a, a recent um, uh, Dutch study suggested that the only cities that are going to bid on the Olympics in the future are from uh, non-democratic nations. Where you can just almost conscript people into the work, right? Yes, and and, and if you start to look at at what happened with the Winter Games that were just awarded for eight years hence, uh, or six years hence, rather, uh, Beijing ended up getting them. Beijing, that winter sports paradise, are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, that's because Oslo dropped out, Stockholm dropped out, uh, a city in Poland, uh, Krakow dropped out. I mean, you've got a lot of democratic nations that are going, this is just, this is too much. And that's the argument that they're having right now in Brazil, because a lot of the promises that were made seven years ago have not been kept. They were going to clean up, there was going to be 80% less pollution in Guanabara Bay. Uh, They said that hasn't happened at all. I stood right where all of the raw sewage rushes down from the hillsides into into the bay. It's the equivalent of 500 Olympic swimming pools every day of sewage, raw sewage going into that bay. And uh, there's also been a lot of uh, complaints because I've always said, well, you know, some of that infrastructure, you're only building this for two weeks, but the infrastructure stays. Well, the complaint there has been that a lot of it is really only benefiting the neighborhoods that are not the ones that have needed it. That you're really not connecting a lot of the really poorer neighborhoods, the favelas, they're not getting much out of this. So it's a, it's a, it's a really tough it's a really tough argument to make when you watch the disparity of income in Brazil. And I, by the way, let me let me quickly yeah. point out, I I loved Rio. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound. Can like, I ask you about the, the 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 Brazilian people? We've got a, a, about a minute left, yeah. but uh, certainly if you watch the air opening ceremonies, you saw this unbridled joy oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that they that they have. I mean, the, the, the dancing in the stands. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, I mean, and, and that's what you sort of associate in your mind with Rio, Carnival, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this sort of, not party culture, but just uh, sheer enjoyment. There really is a great joie de vivre, uh, and, and Carnival is part of it, but really on a nightly basis, you just see this. Uh, they, they know they got a lot of problems, but they're going to dance their way through it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's so funny that I, I, I think Rio is a wonderful city. I would go back tomorrow, even though we had to scoot away from gunfire four times on our trip. Right? Um, I would go back tomorrow. Now, should the games be there is a different question because <laughs> what, I, what I've decided is that, you know, the games need to run like a Swiss train. And everything in Brazil is kind of ish. <laughs> 9.30-ish, Tuesday-ish, September-ish, but that's the, what they, that's part of what they love about Those it. are the my people, favorite countries. There you go. Way. That's exactly I, right. I can totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Devin Skillian, anchor at WDIV here in Detroit. Thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. My pleasure, Stephen, as always. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station.